five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Well, in the spirit of the style consultant telling me I better get my act together, let's go over to the news or something. Heinz Beans, and they're trying to make beans look special, uh, which I guess there's some protein and stuff in them. Uh, here comes Fasten Your Seatbelts. This is exciting beans. With one substitution, Heinz Beans. But beans means... The tastiest of tea times. Think outside the toast. Nice work, Mo. Nice work. Put beans on Think your burger. inside the bun. They're leaves Plant-based protein cuisine because beans means more. Beans means more. Yeah, okay. So anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Heinz. We talked about Heinz yesterday, screwing around with their logo and having some fun with it. And, uh, you know, I'm not even... I'm not even on the radar with Heinz beans, <laughs> so I thought I would just plug Heinz a little bit. Let's give him a like. We have one like on this on this new commercial. <laughs> I'll give him a like. Okay, and now let's go over to something else. Let's see. Over here to Heinz Ketchup. Okay, Heinz Ketchup is, um, is working on, let's see where I hit it here. Oops. I hit it. Okay. Heinz Ketchup celebrates main ingredients with plantable tomato seed labels. Okay. So Heinz is offering uh, a jar of ketchup with a plantable tomato seed label. Now, the reason I was interested in this, because I know a couple of months ago, I talked about Heinz as being too extra. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, so there was a there was a mailer that sent out their mailing piece and it had um it had seed strips in it and um i don't know if anyone planted them i think i sent away from it and i don't remember ever getting it maybe it was a limited edition but it's the kind of thing that you can do in mail that you can't do online online you can show people planting seeds you can talk about seeds but you can't deliver the seeds now you can on package and so here's the it's Many people still do not believe Heinz ketchup is essentially made of tomato. <laughs> so anyway, it's a limited edition bottle and it's got uh, seeds somehow on the label. Um, and down in down in Brazil, it's going to uh, it's going to be spring so they can plant those. Beans means Heinz uh, is the first slogan that was introduced in the in the 60s. Okay. Here's an idea for getting your employees back together again. Instead of trying to force them to get to the office, maybe you should take a field trip and put them in a city where you've got a big client or something. And so, you know, fly them there, do it on a Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so they can see the city after they're done with their little business trip, uh, maybe include spouses or something a little something for them to do staffers in this boutique agency continue to work remotely um but for three days a month they get together and meet in person in a different city around the u.s so if you're if you're allowing if you're allowing remote work and it seems to be something that's pretty common 
I really wanted to cover this because every year at the Namoa, which Namoa decided again yesterday or announced yesterday that they won't be having a conference in March in Boston, as usual. This is their third canceled Boston conference. Hopefully they'll get it together by Schaumburg. And if they don't want to do Illinois, maybe they should come to Wisconsin where they belong in the first place. I maybe should reach out to them and say we should do something with WDMA because they've just, as far as I can, am concerned, have disappeared off the map. And uh, I think we're passing them up, WDMA. Give me a like for that one if you think that we're doing a great job uh, compared to the other associations of the world. Anyway, so, but every year or every every time I go to Namoa, they, they let me go to a CEO breakfast. And one of the main concerns CEOs have is acquiring talent, but also um, oftentimes catalog companies are in remote locations. You know, like Land's End is in Dodgeville. You know, what else is in Dodgeville? (laughs) That's about it. And that's okay because, you know, it's centrally located. You can ship from there. It's not a bad place to, and uh, nice people live out in southwest Wisconsin. It's a great place. Um, But there's not much else going on there. So if you wanted to attract, say, you know, the number one catalog consultant in the world, uh, and I, but I could drive there. But if you wanted to attract me, you said, well, you don't have to come to Dodgeville. We'll take you to New York one month, and then we'll take you to, we'll take you to Florida another month, and Hawaii another month, and you know, and you can work remote from where you are. I'd go for that. I think that would be really fun. so that's an idea for you catalog companies that are out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, and finally, a really interesting article by Amanda Har, and she um, she evaluates the pros and cons of direct of direct mail, and apparently she is um, she works with with big banks as a copywriter or something, so she knows what's what. She's watching the results on both mail and email. She said, in the age of digital first banking, although I have to go in and sign some paperwork, <laughs> I got to go over to my bank. They said, I said, can't I do it? You know, can't I just tell you over the phone? It's some dormant account. And no, you have to come in and sign the paper. Okay, come in and sign the paper. Okay, digital first banking. Anyway, direct mail has made a surprising resurgence. Not to those of us who use it. We've kept along the whole time. But anyway... I've never really gone for financial institutions. I've done, you know, I worked with GM Credit Card. I worked with Hudson Bay Credit Card. I worked with, I'm sure, a few others. Um, But I just never, um, they never tracked very well. They never paid any attention to what was really working. They didn't worry about attribution with any kind of sense. We worked with with, um, E-Trade when they were really booming and... uh, you know, I said, well, do you segment your lead generation? We were just doing the database, but I was talking with the with the prospecting guys. And they said, no, we're not. Uh, we just mail everybody. And uh, I said, well, you know, you could probably get a better return on investment. They said, well, that's not our job. We don't have to worry about return on investment. We just have to worry about generating lots of leads. So um, the point that Amanda makes is that there are higher conversion rates larger sales pipeline, and a deeper personal connection with mail. I think all of that's true. And she cites some industry averages, but then she says that 
the bank response rates were more like 1%, which is probably more like what I would have guessed. And I'm, uh, I've been a notoriously good guesser. But even at 1%, you know, if you mail 120,000 people, you're going to get 1,200 leads or, you know, and change. Um, and she said, uh, I think this is from her experience, that 75% of those applied and 50% converted, you know, which gives you, a, you know, a around a 0.6 uh, loan funding, funded loans, right? Just around that. Right, almost a half, right around a half a percent. So, if you, oh, I get it, seventy-five percent of this, and then fifty percent of that. Okay, so it's a little less than a half a percent. But I've run companies on a half a percent sustainably. Um, you can do it. It depends on your margin. It depends on you know what your average order size is. And with loans, it's usually you know tens of thousands of dollars. I don't know what that translates into margin, but I'm sure it's a couple of grand. Um, Consumers, some some Americans pre prefer direct mail to email. The average person receives 120 emails a day. Wow, I wonder when I did that, when I passed that threshold. I'm at about 600 some days. Um, and that's okay, you know. I ignore most of it. I click on some, which doesn't mean I really opened them. I'm just trying to get rid of them as far as unopened. Um, some people say there's a deeper emotional connection to checking the mail. Of course, you can eliminate this if you use informed delivery. Um, that lets you see what's coming in your mailbox so that you don't have to miss anything important and you don't have to check it. You don't have to go to the mailbox because they've already warned you digitally, which seems to be counterproductive uh, to the post office's interest, but you know, they can't, you can't tell them. Okay, email marketing, she says, Amanda says, delivers a better ROI than direct mail. I think it depends, you know. And uh, I was talking with Mike from RRD Donley and, uh, at our meetup, and he said, you know, we go in and we talk to people and we say, look, uh, what are you paying per click? And it's, let's say, $1.50, $2.00. Uh, or maybe $3, you got a 50% bounce and another half of that might be robots. So you're paying five bucks a click, even at a, even at $2, you're probably paying at least that five, $5 per click. And, you know, and then he holds up a mailing piece and he says, you could do this for a dollar and there's a hundred percent engagement. It's not fake. And they go, really? Yeah, you can. So when you say direct mail can be expensive, it depends on what you're, you know, what you're after. And even at almost nothing, when you have a 0.1% response rate, and that's, and that's again, is that an engaged response or is that an open rate? And that's, you got to be careful with that because she might be talking about open rate. What are we talking about? Orders? I doubt if it's that high. Anyway, again, if you're going to be consistent and if you're going to talk costs, you want to be consistent not only about the costs, because people are really happy to, to say direct mail is expensive, but you have to be really careful about the conversion all the way to the end. And a lot of times with mail, email especially, you're sending them to a website, right? So you often lose attribution unless you do it very carefully. <clears throat> okay. Direct marketing doesn't always yield immediate results. Oh, here it was. Uh, the average ROI for email is $28.50 compared to $7 for direct mail. Now, I don't know where that comes from. 
It probably comes from the DMA or someplace. I don't believe in averages. As she just pointed out, the average for direct mail is four times what her experience is in financial email. So you got to test these things. And um, I know that I know that um, Mike Gunderson is getting a lot of uh, calls from financial mailers who are financial marketers who are digital only, who are saying that, you know, it's not scaling anymore. The more you spend doesn't translate into the more results. So it depends a little bit on are, are you mailing, are you emailing existing checking account holders? That may, that may get you a high response rate. But can you scale that? Probably not. So, you know, it's really hard to get apples to apples. And it's really important in these kind of articles that you try to. But, you know, you can't give away the store and you can't tell all your secrets. The logistics of direct mail can be tricky. Especially in these days when you might, if you're doing a big mailing, you know, 120,000 is, I would, don't consider a big mailing. Um, you call around, you'll find a printer that has that, the paper and the, and the capability. But if you have, and luckily the printers have relationships with the paper companies. Now, if you're going to do, you know, a couple of million, eh, you know, you better buy your paper. You're going to probably have to buy it up front. Okay. The increased amount of rules and regulations regarding who you can send mailers to and what message you can use. Now, I'd really like to challenge Amanda on that one because GDPR, CCPA, uh, and the Colorado rules, I think it's just called CPA, maybe, um, the Colorado Consumer Protection or something. Anyway, those apply more to email than they do to mail. You know, even GDPR in uh, in the UK, they they really basically said the ICO said no, mail is fine. We haven't we don't have any problem with mailing existing customers and mailing people who opted into something. Um, we just don't want you emailing them. And so one of the workarounds, in many cases, for for excess regulation has been to mail them instead of emailing. Pop out of email. And, uh, and another issue with email, of course, is overdoing it. Because they're so low cost, you can vaccinate your customers to the email. Um, I blocked email. I blocked Amazon email long ago um, because they just pounded me to death. I don't know if they do anymore because I don't see them. Okay. Tracking and reporting can also be difficult with direct mail. Actually, it's, it's the easiest thing there is in the world. Uh, for two reasons. One, we mail to the house and you're going to sign them up at the house. So it's it's really easy to do matchback on an address basis. Um, secondly, you can do holdout testing. So you take that 120,000 and you say, well, let's not mail 10,000 of them and see how they do. You know, maybe it's existing customers. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a, uh, you know, there's all a digital campaign and an email campaign, etc. And then you get to see the real impact. Because oftentimes without proper tracking that email or the mail will send them to a website and, and be lost just as just as lost as the email tracking and a lot of times the financial companies don't care which is why I didn't really work with them too much and so the conclusion a good conclusion says you might want to try a lot of this stuff and you might want to pay attention to both response rate and ROI and by ROI I don't mean uh, sales on ad spend or all this top line stuff. I mean, what's the bottom line net net? What's the what's the EBITDA on your on your on your campaigns? 
And most marketers don't even know what I'm talking about. But ask your CFO to teach you, and, and they will, of course. So uh, consi be consistent. Go across channels. I'm okay with multiple channels. You know, some people, especially the ones that come in digitally, aren't worth mailing. <clears throat> it's not worth spending a buck on them. They're just not going to convert. So send them a pile of emails and waste your money. And it's, but it's less, it's less trouble. Okay. Regular communication, regular touch points. Okay. And as always, if you subscribe at WDMA.org, you can have access to all the show notes. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.